We ready to drop this thing? Uh, Houston, uh, we are uh, ready. Okay, everybody, let's take it from the top. Atomic batteries to power. Four. Prepare for warp speed. Turbines to speed. Three. Standby transwarp drive. Two. Roger. Ready to move out. On my mark. One. Let's go. This is the Low Down Sports Show with Drew. Yes, sir. And BJ. Let's get at it. And it starts now. We are back here for season two. Good evening, Mike. We are live on halftime for this first episode of season two. Welcome in, everybody. I appreciate everyone who is joining us tonight for the episode. Recording on a fine Thursday night. Let's get straight into it. For you guys that are new to the show, this is a podcast, all things basketball. There's no football here. There's no baseball here. Uh, there's a, there's occasional talks about food and, and whatnot, but mostly basketball, NBA and WNBA more specifically. And today we are definitely hitting on both of those topics, and we're going to kick things off with NBA and we've got some NBA preseason awards predictions. I'm going to bust out my trusty piece of paper in which I wrote all those down on. I hope I didn't forget one, but I've got those today. We'll also be doing W predictions later, so we'll split things up. And we'll get these predictions fired off. I know the season the season is a lot closer than anybody may think right now. Uh, you know, everybody's, you know... W in the playoffs right now and you know NBA you know media days are next week so NBA around the corner ladies and gentlemen and it's time to get back talking about it over here on the lowdown what we're gonna do today we're gonna run through these preseason awards and if I'm missing one remind me and we can definitely go back and and touch on it because it's not gonna be something that's gonna I'll be like a whole lot of thought about because I've got the major ones right here. All right, we'll we'll start from from top to bottom here. You know, not really ordering like of more important than the other, just the the order that <laughs> I got them down in. But uh, MVP, we're gonna kick things off. Um, I'm really torn right now, so I've kind of got a split here. But it's not a co MVP. It's just <laughs> I haven't decided between these two, and we're just kind of deciding live right now. And I'm down to Luka Doncic and Kevin Durant. I think that I'm going to go ahead and take Kevin Durant for my MVP. Kevin Durant, you know, after his injury the season before, comes back last year, lighten it up, you know, misses some games, you know, not not too long, but, you know, takes it out of, you know, him being in any type of MVP conversations. But he was tearing it up coming back off that major injury. So KD and, you know, him coming back fresh with the Nets, and, you know, their whole crew coming back healthy. Uh, I think he's just going to he's gonna have a good season. You know, Harden's going to play and be like, and he's going to be Harden. Kyrie's going to play and Kyrie's going to be Kyrie. But I think Kevin Durant can still manage out in uh, an MVP season. Um, I, I deferred away from Luka just because he's going to still have a lot on his shoulders because Mavs really haven't kind of piled on to help. Uh, you know, get him really the help that he needs. You know, they brought some people back that have been helpful, but, you know, he he doesn't have another, you know, superstar or anything on the team, like a Lillard or anybody like, you know, Mavs fans would, were hoping for in this offseason. But Luka Doncic, he'll still be dynamic and in 
if he didn't have a slow start to the last season, he could have arguably been the MVP or definitely a front runner last year. Uh, you know, he was projected preseason to be the MVP, and if not for the slow start, he very well could have been. Uh, and if if he can manage to not have a slow start this season around, he's definitely going to be up amongst the top in that conversation. But I think that Kevin Durant's going to be the guy to take away the MVP award this year. Defensive Player of the Year. This one has been kind of a kind of one that's gotten away from this player. He's always been in the conversation, but he hasn't secured that award yet. But he's going to, I think, this year, especially if he can stay healthy throughout the entirety of the season, and that's Anthony Davis. Anthony Davis, we know him as, you know, one of the better two-way players in this league, uh, dominant on both sides of the ball, and we know what he can do defensively. He's been in the top uh, few of the conversation the past couple of years. Uh, Arguably should have won it the year that Giannis, I believe, got his it was one of those MVP seasons where it, it he got the Defensive Player of the Year award as well. Uh, I think that might have been the one where I thought Anthony Davis should have taken it. But I think this is the year. This is that year, and he's finally going to capture that MVP or Defensive Player of the Year award that has eluded him so far. Most improved player. You know, there's been some fluctuation and some 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 movement so far. Nothing major, but some things that are like interesting, you know, raise your eyebrows. You know, one of those moves that's, I think, going to be helpful for this player. And this is another one where I was kind of split on on who it's between. I'll let you know who those two are. Uh, It's Keldon Johnson for the San Antonio Spurs. You know, DeMar's out of town and time to put some more of that on Keldon now. Um, But, you know, he could he could take advantage of that opportunity. He played well last year, so. Definitely possible for him if, you know, he can thrive in that role and uh, out in the West. The other side of it is Jaron Jackson Jr. Jaron Jackson Jr. missed the majority of this past season, just came back at the end and then got to play in some playoffs. You know, didn't look bad in the playoffs, but, you know, hasn't really gotten to make the jump that, you know, we've kind of been looking for. Definitely know he's got the ability, and he's one of those types of players that can be dynamic enough to make a jump, you know, he's if he's healthy throughout a season. It's right down the middle between these guys. And again, making a live decision um, on the spot here. And I think I'm going to lean to Jaron Jackson Jr. Mainly because his team has had more success as of late. And, you know, even without him being, you know, that type of player, uh, you know, stepping up his game to be a most improved, they've made the playoffs. And they've been interesting in the playoffs. And... You know, a healthy Jaron Jackson Jr. is just going to help that all the more and make that Grizzly team even better. So um, I think they'll avoid like a very bottom seed sometime soon. And Jaron Jackson could be a part of that. But his growth this year, I think it'll happen this year where he can grasp an MIP. Rookie of the year. Rookie of the year. There are some interesting situations on a lot of different spectrums for all the young rookies. But one guy in particular has... The keys to his franchise and obviously was the best player coming out of this draft purely. And that's Cade Cunningham. There's no slash in this one for me. Uh, I think that, you know, as you know, health, you know, all, all, all things aside, you know, as long as he stays healthy, I think it's it's his to lose at this point. Um, you know, that we haven't seen them play. You know, Detroit or anybody really play any basketball yet. Obviously, season hasn't started. But Cade Cunningham, dynamic in college, 
and going to be dynamic in the East. That's where he's going to have the advantage to where he doesn't have to power uh, through a powerhouse of point guards in the West. Russell Westbrook, you know, Damian Lillard, you know, Steph Curry, players like that, where uh, John Morant, you know, you know, where you got you got big time competition night in, night out. You still have competition in the East, but you know, you've got the cream of the crop out west. And Cade, you know, he'll be able to take advantage of things out in Detroit. Um not this isn't to say that Detroit's gonna be a playoff team really or anything, and do they does he does Detroit have to make the playoffs for him to get rookie of the year? No. No. They they don't. They don't have to do that. And that showed true last year with uh or in recent years. You know, just period with the rookie of the year awards. Just about, you know, who was the best rookie. Who was it? And I think it's gonna be Cade Cunningham. Coach of the year. Coach of the year is going to be an interesting one. It's just it's going to depend on what teams work out. Like, will the Chicago Bulls work out? Uh, are the Atlanta Hawks going to be better than they were last season? They're really good. And, you know, proved it in the playoffs late. But, you know, you, you got to look at these other teams that have the chance to, you know, make a jump with their acquisitions and do things like these two coaches that I have right now. Uh, that's going to be down between Billy Donovan and Steve Nash for me. Steve Nash and the Brooklyn Nets obviously going to be playoff contenders, championship contenders. And, you know, as long as he, you know, does what he's supposed to with these guys, and, you know, they're up more than likely going to be the best record in the East as long as they stay healthy, obviously. That's all it is, is pending. It's pending health. That's all it is for these guys. And,. Uh, you know, he very well could do it. Or a Billy Donovan, who had a lot of acquisitions to his team in Chicago. Lonzo Ball. You know, Vucevic last year. And um, we were just talking about him. DeMar DeRozan. Just brought him up. So Chicago Bulls is going to be interesting. And we're going to bring them up later when we play with it or quit it later. That game that you guys will be learning about tonight. Uh, or for any new listeners out there checking out the episode live or on the podcast. So, Chicago Bulls, I think your head coach, Billy Donovan, is going to be the coach of the year. People are people are underrating the, the Bulls early. You know, they're they're interested, but they're not they're, they're not on the side that they really think that it's gonna work, you know? Like they're optimistic, but they're leaning towards eh, I don't know. Maybe on outside looking in, you know, or bottom of the playoffs type stuff, but not a top five or, you know, top six team. Which was kinda interesting to me, considering the tools at their disposal now. Um and, you know, Zach Levine, budding star, you know, superstar. Vucevic, very good all star player. And, you know, Add a former All-Star who can still hop, who can still ball and give you 20 a game, uh, a good point guard and Lonzo Ball who can defend and you know run run your offense. Um, I mean it's just about depth after that, and I think that it's not so bad. Uh, so I think Chicago is going to be just fine, and Billy Donovan, uh, he's going to manage a Coach of the Year award this season. Sixth Man of the Year. Running through the last bit of our predictions here. Uh, six Man of the Year is always an interesting one. 
it seems like it just varies from from year to year and the consistency of it you know those players aren't really you know in contention for that award anymore like Lou Williams he's not going to get any more six man the war uh six man a year awards not anymore nah I don't think so Jamal Crawford he's not in the league anymore so he he doesn't get to claim one of those those guys being you know the multi-time winners and you know very well a, a Jordan Clarkson could you know be in contention for it again a Joe Ingles but you know sometimes if you start Joe Ingles enough you know he won't be in contention for things like this and he's not even on my two right here I've got a different two and my split is between Tyrese Halliburton and Derrick Rose Derrick Rose you know he's going to be in a very good situation in New York again and he was he finished I believe third in six man of the year voting this previous season and he's going to be in position to be a content in contention for it once again uh Halliburton you know a young player who you know he's not going to start out there in in Sacramento you know that's that's the Aaron Fox's point guard job out there you know that's really his team but he's definitely a guy that can be your first man off the bench you know give you great energy get some scoring in and I think he's gonna ha- he, he's got a chance for a six man a year award type season but in, in my opinion it may not be his year this is where I'm deciding live once again I'm gonna lean to Derek Rose just because the situation favors him more and he really thrived in it last year you know in contention for it and I think he's gonna be able to snatch it this year with the way the Knicks have gotten better and I think we'll be better this season. Like the East is going to be something that's really interesting <laughs> this next year. It, it it really is, and especially you know depending on what happens with Ben Simmons is going to sh- you know shake things up for the Sixers. Will they be atop it without him? Uh, you know, will Tobias Harris be gone? Embiid and who? You know, you know. Um, so it'll be a really interesting year. But those are my NBA preseason awards, right there. Feel free to uh, share those thoughts with me in the chat for all the people live. If you have any differences or any hot takes, always drop those. Are Those are always welcome. And always keep an eye out every week. We're going to do one of our questions from our With It or Quit It game. We're going to get it answered by the halftime crowd. So anytime we have a guest, you know, they'll be the ones doing the With It or Quit It questions. Or uh, BJ and I usually ask each other when we don't have one. But we will always have one question now answered by the halftime crowd during the week before we record the episode. But now we will move on to something that is currently actually in action. Well, we're not going to talk about the game, but the league, the WNBA. This is where we switch gears a little bit, and it's only... Because we're putting the W in front of NBA at the moment. Because we're still doing some preseason awards. And we will get through uh, some predictions. One that's already occurred. Then I can give you the rest for right now. And the second round. Because those will both go down before we have our next episode released. Uh, We'll start off with those predictions for the playoffs first. And then we'll get into the awards. Because there's more awards. And since for those that don't know me or are not familiar with me. Uh, I am a WNBA media voter, so we've got a a plethora of votes that we can go through here. Uh, we'll try and go through them quickly if we're 
which we are. We're going to go through all of them that I get to vote on, and I will let you guys know my um, selections. So, predictions in the playoffs. One I am already, I've already gotten wrong. <laughs> well, I had Wings over Sky. And as you guys know, I, I keep up uh, with the Dallas Wings report on them. Uh, I am actually, unfortunately, missing the post-game uh, to record said episode. Uh, but, you know, I didn't get to watch the game, unfortunately, anyway. I just got in from work, so um, didn't get to see the game. So, unfortunate there. But I had Wings over Sky. didn't happen. So, there's that part of that prediction. And without me looking at what the current score is at uh, at this TV on beside me with the game on, uh, I do have Mercury over Liberty. Um, I have a really, really big underlying feeling that the Liberty are going to upset Phoenix tonight. Um, so, But I'm, I'm going to stick with it. Mercury over Liberty. So there's my first round selections. I'm already 0 for 1. Let's see if I can split it down the middle with a 1 and 1 uh, after this game tonight. Uh, next matchup, which you'll have to, I'll have to adjust it now. This would be a terrible bracket if there's any playoff bracketology <laughs> uh, thing going on. Uh, I had links over wings, so now it'd be links over sky, um, because I think links are gonna beat you know, anybody they would have faced. So no matter when, no matter what, links over anybody that won between wings or sky. So links over sky now in round two and once the mercury take care of the liberty they're gonna also take care of the storm in the next round i think the mercury are gonna finally figure it out and hopefully dt is back for that second round game whether or not she is i still think they're gonna win and they're gonna make their way into the semifinal matchup so there are those predictions for the early playoffs we'll continue those once uh the next week rolls around and we're into the semifinals. Rounds one and two are done. We'll continue those predictions. Now time for the awards. The awards, we're going to go in the major ones the same order we did for the NBA. And then we're going to get into the the rest of the ones for the WNBA. Uh, all the all WNBA teams, all defense teams, all rookie teams, and so forth. All right. MVP, pretty much been this everybody's unanimous kind of one for a really long time now. It's 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 kind of been decided since early on in the season, and there's there's really been no doubt since. Uh, John Quell Jones, uh, pretty self-explanatory. She's dominated uh, throughout the season. She only missed those five games where she had to uh, take some time uh, away and go play elsewhere, and then came back and just kept dominating. So that that's your MVP for the season. Defensive Player of the Year, Sylvia Fowles, uh, did a lot of consideration for Brittany Sykes. Not going to lie to you. And uh, Sykes had a really compelling case and a lot of metrics that you you don't even know about until, you know, they get presented to you, uh, you know, from all the, you know, the various sources that are out there to get some metrics. You know, Sparks, Sparks PR did a good job, you know, putting some things together to make a case for Brittany Sykes. And, you know, she's definitely... A, a really dynamic defender in this league, but she's not the defensive player of the year this year. That is Miss Sylvia Fowles. Most improved player for me, Breonna Jones. Breonna Jones has been dynamic. She dominated while John Quell Jones was out. And, you know, she kept up the pace, still having a lot of big games, setting career highs during the season multiple times. 
and you know nobody had a better and more improved season than she did uh marina mabry had a case early on but when her minutes started to fluctuate it kind of kind of tilted her her being atop this this award contention right here and brianna jones just kind of took it away once that opportunity arose when john quell uh, was away for about five games rookie of the year Michaela Onyenwede, you know, she took advantage of the minutes that she got this season. Uh, a lot of rookies around the league didn't get, you know, opportunities that she saw. You know, you know, nothing, nothing against her at at all. You know, but you know, Charlie's Charlie's use in Dallas was, you know, up and down. A walk's use in Dallas was up and down. Ari McDonald didn't play as much. You know, even though she is arguably the best rookie this season. But she didn't get, um, you know, the time that she needed to make a real case for this run here. So it's kind of Michaela's, unfortunately, by default. And you, and you hate to say that. But, you know, she still technically earned it. So uh, props to Michaela, in, in my opinion. And she got she got my vote. So uh, Coach of the Year, moving down to this award. It, this one's kind of a tough one. And I'm not going to go the route that a lot of people have gone so far. And that route is to take Kurt Miller as coach of the year, mainly because they have so many good players out there, and they've—it's—it's just—I don't even know if like I appreciate like what he and the team have done. You know, they're pretty much unstoppable at this point. And if they're beat, I will be stunned. The team that beats them wins the championship, whether it's in the semifinals or not. If they get past them to get to the championship, they're gonna win it all. But Connecticut is dynamic. They've got a lot of, they've got multiple players that are all defensive team worthy. You know, they've got the MVP, they've got the MIP, uh, they've they've got a lot of weapons. Alyssa Thomas just came back, and it's they have so much out there, so much firepower that like, I don't even. It's really hard to to give it to them when you have someone like Cheryl Reeve who has taken a team that. You know, was my original pick to to win it all, but you know, early on was pelted with injuries, just pelted with injuries, and you know, you didn't know what that team was going to look like after a little bit. But you know, they started to hit a run, and they brought themselves out of the slums to be a top four team. They got one of the buys in the playoffs. That was a dynamic come up from the team, and they got Ariel Powers back. She's been dynamic for them. And, you know, Cheryl Reeve is just a part of, you know, what she was able to put together while everybody was hurt on her team. And it's just, she, it's, it's, it seems like it's obvious to me, but because of the success of the Sun, it's an immediate like, yeah, you think Kurt Miller there, but I'm thinking Cheryl Reeve. That's who I went with. Sixth woman of the year, Kelsey Plum. Kelsey Plum has come back from a major injury and has had her best year in the WNBA. Uh, she's the second leading scorer on the Las Vegas Aces. When you sit back and think about that and all the players that, you know, they have, Liz Cambage, Chelsea Gray, you know, she's she's outscoring them. She's off the bench. She hasn't started a single game this season. And she's the second leading scorer. Um, and, and on a team that is the second best team in the league. Um, you talk about all the weapons that they already have, you know, a budding six woman of the year who's won the past two and Dierka Hamby and now they're about to have another one. It's it's crazy. Um and 
it really comes down to to her and Isabel Harrison and you know probably Hamby again. But Plum Plum is it for me right here. I don't think anybody can really argue with that uh, either. I think it's uh, think it's a majority rule here for for most people. Kelsey Plum, sixth woman of the year. So since I'm a voter, like I said, I've got all of the votes that you can have in this thing. So I've got my first team lined out. So we'll run through those real quick. You have to have positions here as you vote for uh, the major awards here. So it's guard, guard, forward, forward, center on both the first and second team. First team, I've got Skylar Diggins-Smith, Jewel Lloyd, John Quell Jones, Asia Wilson, and Brittany Griner. Second team, I had Courtney Vandersloot, Harike Agumbawale, Brianna Stewart, Nafisa Collier, and Sylvia Fowles. I almost put in Dewana Bonner instead of Collier. Probably should have, but too late now. Kim Perot Sportsmanship Award, I gave to Neka Agumake of the Los Angeles Sparks. For... Okay, so I gave you the MVP already, but in in my voting we have to do a top five. So uh, the top five was kind of kind of hard. So um, I kind of had a tie for one. Uh, first, obviously John Quell. Second, Asia. Kind of a tie for me, but I put Sylvia at three, and then Griner. So Sylvia Griner, and then finally Brianna Stewart. Okay, so all-rookie team next, and then we'll finish with all-defensive first and second team. All-rookie team. Michaela Onyenwede. Ari McDonald. Dee Dee Richards. Charlie Collier. And Dana Evans. All right, here's our all-defensive teams and our last bits on these awards here. All-defensive first team, we got Brittany Sykes. Jasmine Thomas. John Quell Jones, Dewana Bonner, and Sylvia Fowles. Second team, I've got Jackie Young, Alicia Gray, Asia Wilson, Breonna Jones, and Brittany Griner. Those are all those major awards for the WNBA. So we have ran through all those tonight. Um, Guys, on a typical night, my man BJ would be here. He had planned to be here, but a last-minute issue with with work is preventing him from being here for our uh, our comeback season two episode. But rest assured, BJ will be back, and you'll be able to get a brief glimpse of what his voice is like in our new intro that's going to debut uh, with this podcast. And if you're listening right now, you heard it as you opened and played this podcast, uh, so you'll get used to his voice. And if you are new to it you heard it in the first season as you hopefully checked out before you heard season two tonight and if you have not i encourage you to check out season one but we're not done for tonight oh no 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 not just yet not just yet ladies and gentlemen ladies and gentlemen we, we are done with you know our specific segments of the nba and the wnba but it's time to play our game with it or quit it are you with it, or are you going to quit it? This is a game we play every single episode. 
And we have five questions that we typically pose. If we have a guest, we pose it to our guest. If it's just us, we pose five to one another. And now I'm posing it to the audience here. And in this little wrinkle for the show now, for this game, it used to just it used to be all basketball. It used to be all basketball. But now I'm going to throw in, you know, some random stuff, you know, movie topics, foods, things like that. It'll be in at least one of the questions in the With It or Quit It game. So, people of halftime, in the chat, if you're there, are you ready? Are you ready? All right. So, question number one. Oh, yeah, Xfinity Man's ready. Let's go. Question number one. Pineapples on pizza. Are you with it or are you going to quit it? Oh, he's going to quit it. He's He's got the emoji, the, the puke emoji. <laughs> hey, or, I'm right there with you, Infinity Man. I'm right there with you. Pizza does not need to have pineapples on it. It is, it is not, it is not, it is not the wave. Never really liked pineapples. I like pineapples, but just not on my not on my pizza, man. Not on my pizza. And I don't eat pizza much at all, but still, hey, you're right. They don't belong on pizza though. Question number two. Luka Doncic wins the MVP award this season. With it, or are you gonna quit it? And as you guys know, I didn't vote Luca. He was he was actually technically second. I picked Kevin. Okay. Sfinity Man is with it. Luka Doncic for the MVP. Very possible. Very possible. I don't blame you. It's not a bad selection here. Alright. Number three. John Quell Jones will not win another MVP award. After this season. With it? Or are you going to quit it? This one. This one's tough. Not too many WNBA players have multiple MVP awards. Only a select few. John Quell Jones. Xfinity man. John Quell Jones will not win another MVP award in the WNBA. What you got? What you got? What you got? Okay, he's deferring. I'm going to say I'm going to quit it on this one. I think she has a chance to go back to back. You heard it. You heard it here. I think she could go back to back. But if she doesn't, I don't know. All right, for our question that has been answered by the halftime crew. As we go back to a previous one, this one's our number four with it or quit it question. I posed it quite a bit ago. Uh, it's been over a week now, actually, but it was a good one. Got a lot of attention on halftime, and I'm going to let you guys know what they thought. And this fourth one is the Chicago Bulls get a top five seed in the Eastern conference in the 2021-2022 season this one was answered by your half timers and the last vote was 
six days ago, actually, so a little less than a week ago, 35 total votes. With it or quit it on the Bulls finishing as a top five seed. 65% of halftimers, of these 35 halftimers, say that they are with it. That the Chicago Bulls will be a top five seed in the Eastern Conference. And 34% say, nah, they won't be. They quit it. Halftime people have spoken. Leaning towards with it, Xfinity Man says, the East is kind of open. It is. I agree. I agree, except for maybe the top two. It's kind of open in that middle ground. Open in that middle ground. And finally, the last with it or quit it question of this week's episode. All right. Cade Cunningham leads the Detroit Pistons to the playoffs this season. Are you with it or are you going to quit it halftime? We're quitting it, Xfinity Man. Quitting it. Not yet, he says. Not yet. Hey, I'm, hey, hey, you can't argue with that. I can still say he's going to be Rookie of the Year, but that doesn't mean that he's going to Rookie of the Year that team on into the playoffs. Because, like we just said, the East is kind of open. It's kind of open out there. So there you have it. There's our with it or quit it game. Like I said, guys, if you are not familiar and you are new to the show, make sure you check us out on all platforms. The Lowdown. You can check out Season 1 and play catch up on those first 10 episodes. And you can check this show out on the Leeds Podcast Network. That's where they're going to be debuting at. And we're going to have something set up for subscribers on our Lowdown page so that you guys can get episodes early. So that you you can get this one early i appreciate everybody who came out here on halftime today everybody new xfinity man i appreciate your participation today in the chat in our with it or quit it game as our first episode of season two i appreciate you and hope to see you back on the next episode this has been great appreciate you guys shout out halftime for the platform and we appreciate the opportunity Next episode is coming out October 1st. Make sure you follow us on Twitter at the underscore lowdown. That's T-H-A underscore lowdown. See you next week.